The sponsor for the Shepherd's Crook podcast today is the Shepherd's Crook. You heard that correctly. We do have a sponsor for this month, but that's going to start next week. So today, I wanted to tell you about our services and just kind of give you a reminder about what we do so you can call if you need any sort of help. We provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. And that counsel section is somewhat like training. And so what we do is for those who have experienced any sort of crisis or going through any sort of marriage problems or experienced moral failure, we offer services to care for you. Call, and we can set up sessions where I can pray with you, listen, and do whatever I can to help you along the way as you're moving forward in life and trying to get as healthy as possible. We offer training, so if you need help understanding who is a pastor and what does a pastor do, and you want to get your elder team some tools to kind of answer those questions, contact me. We can set up some Zoom sessions or a series of phone calls or even an on-site visit. If your church has gone through some sort of trauma and you need help navigating next steps or need help kind of assessing the situation, give me a call. I would love to come and do an on-site visit and do some consultation work. Give me a call. We can set that up as well. And then any sort of resources you can find just on our website and, and through the podcast, and we really hope and pray that they've been helpful. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor. Come alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 49, and today I want to talk to you about older antagonists in the church. Older antagonists in the church. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need wisdom and guidance as we think about these things. We want to be faithful to your word. 1 Timothy chapter 5 comes to mind. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Help us as we serve in churches and we work with older people, your, your sons and daughters, to know how to take care of them and serve them well and honor them, but also challenge in the best sort of way, in the most biblical sort of way, bad behavior. And and Lord, if there's any pastors, brothers serving at revitalization works or at churches that are primary, old, old, primarily older, then Lord, please give them wisdom how to navigate these things. Help me to help them think through these things biblically. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, maybe you're at a revitalization which means you're working with primarily older people. Or maybe you just got hired at a church that had an older pastor and they're an older church and they brought in a young guy to get some young families in, sort of thing. Most likely, you're going to run into uh, two primary behaviors. The first behavior you're going to run into is really good behavior, is older men and women who want to take care of you, love you, will slap you the occasional $20 bill and want to bring you to Cracker Barrel. But then the 10 percenters that you have there are those who really hate change and really behave badly, and they're the stereotypical really bad baby boomer that is just going to cause problems. And what's going to happen is they're going to gossip, slander, manipulate, and all sorts of other things. And when the younger pastor comes in, they don't like it. And they're going to let you know about it and let everybody else know about it down at the local watering hole or coffee center or whatever. And so we need to know how to address these situations. And I think it's only usually at these churches, churches like this, only about 10%. Now, about six, eight months ago, I did a couple episodes on baby boomers and some of their behaviors and would encourage you to go listen to those podcasts if that's intriguing. Why do so many baby boomers 
Act So Badly or something like that. I forget the title of them. Or Why Are So Many Baby Boomers Such Bad Men, I think, was the provocative title. It was a part one and two, and you can go back and listen to those if you want to understand uh, why baby boomers are the way they are in broad, broad strokes, not all of them. But when you get to a church, if you're pastoring older people, and, and I don't happen to be doing that right now as much. I pastor the older people that I get to pastor are really godly, really great. But I did serve at a church that uh, was had the 10 percenters that was uh, really, really mean. And there was a specific instance where I had to call an old mentor of mine who happens to be in his 60s, who is one of the good guys. I mean, he's one of the good baby boomers. And he sat down with me and he said, Jared, I want want you to read this book. And he handed me a book called Antagonists in the Church. And I read through this book and realized that these situations happen all over the place. And that's why I'm thinking that some of my listeners, you guys out there, may be in situations like this where you're serving and there is just bad behavior everywhere and you have older men in particular which is what I bumped into, who were so terrible. I mean, they just acted just horribly. And some of the ladies did as well. But primarily these men who didn't like change, who didn't like me, and no matter what I did, it was twisted or manipulated, and it felt like I was being, you know, I was on punked all the time where these video cameras are going to come out and say, gotcha. But it wasn't. It was reality. And so what do we do when we're faced in situations like that? Because in First Timothy chapter 5, Paul tells us, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. So you have this dilemma. If you're serving in an older church, you see this bad behavior around you. You see all this good behavior that you're thankful for. Remember, the $20 bills in the hand and then people taking you to Cracker Barrel. Those are really good things. But then the 10 percenters, how do you address the situation? So first, I want you to think through, is the antagonist a believer or not? That's going to help you understand the situation. If you ascertain that he is a believer, then you begin to pray, you build the relationship, you encourage and admonish him, and you seek to just simply find out what the real issue is. So you just kind of work to build a relationship and you walk being patient and prayerful. Two, if you find out he's not a believer, then you start praying that he would become a Christian. And if he has a position of authority, then you need to get him out of that position of authority, even if it causes you to lose the position. Because there's no church that needs any... You don't need to be patient and prayerful with a non-Christian who's in a position of authority in a local church. You need to get him out of that position really as soon as possible, regardless of what may come. That's where you're going to have to grow that spine, grow that backbone, and do whatever it takes to get that person out of that position. But what about all these others that are in this situation who don't like change and don't like that the older pastor left and this new young guy is here? What are you to do when you have this verse? And when I was at this church thinking through what to do with these older people that were the, the mean ones, this verse was always there. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. So I want you to think through what the real issues are when you're faced with situations like that. The deepest bottom issue in a church with the antagonists that are abounding and they're just bad and it feels like they're around every corner in any situation or any decision that's made, they're just there to just cause problems. Here's the real issue. People reject functionally the authority of the word. If you get to the bottom of almost every issue in a local church, you'll find people functionally rejection, rejecting the authority of the word. Now, verbally, they would affirm the authority and the sufficiency of Scripture, um, but the reality is, functionally, when it comes down to it, you'll have people that look across you in the eye and say, Matthew 18 doesn't work today. You cannot practice church discipline and actually address this slander or gossip. It simply won't work. You have people 
who will functionally deny the authority of the word. That's the real issue when you have antagonists, if they're believers. So here's what I want to challenge you with. If you have this believer and you've kind of discerned that they're just kind of scared or whatever, what we can do, especially as younger men with older people, is admonish them, encourage them, but do not rebuke them on your own authority. And here's what I think this verse is getting at. You can admonish them, but don't rebuke them on your own authority. I don't think this verse is saying that we do not have the authority to bring the word into a situation with older antagonists. I think we can faithfully let the word rebuke antagonists. As we're thinking through these situations and incorporating the other elders or leaders in the situation that the the behavior is going badly in, we need to say, listen, this is what the word says. This is what the word says. We need to do whatever we can to remove authority from ourselves and put authority on the word where real authority is. And as we can say, get in the word, get in the word, get in the word, what does the word say? We're continuing to call people back to what God has to say. And we are removing ourselves from being the ones who are doing the doing the rebuking. Rebuke with the word, not rebuke with our own authority or with our own position. There's nothing worse than a young guy coming into an older church, running around rebuking everybody. That's a violation of 1 Timothy chapter 5. But when we do come in, if you do find yourself in a situation like that, I don't think there's anything better for a church, for a young guy to come in and lean into, here's what God has to say. Here's what God has to say. Here's what God has to say about this particular issue. There's always going to be antagonists, especially in these older churches, as churches continue to age out and are moving toward 20 years from now, you know, 60% of the church passing away and moving on. There's going to be bad behaviors with baby boomers. And here's the thing. There's a lot of baby boomers that just simply don't like younger people. Not all of them, but many of them. And you're going to have problems. So if you go in wanting to rebuke everybody on your own authority or on your position as pastor, it's going to go really bad for you. But if you can go in and lean into the authority of the word, you can put your head on the pillow at night and know that you're being as faithful as you possibly can be. And if they reject you, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the word of God. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.